here's the thing. When people feel they can start making money on you after they've invested in you, trust me, they are going to let you know about it. What they're kindly saying is, in my opinion, you're just not there yet. Hello and welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now, I started this podcast as a way to give you access to the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from people who actually work every day in the music industry on how to move your music career forward. Now, I'm blessed to have helped launch the career of superstar Taylor Swift, and I served as her manager for two years. I currently manage American Idol winner Trent Harmon, consult Scott Borchetta and the Big Machine Label Group, and have been helping thousands of artists around the world navigate the music industry. By the way, contrary to popular belief, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help you make sure that you are on the right track. Enjoy the podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to continue with the discussion that we had on the previous episode. If you haven't checked it out, uh, do so. It's where I went in and took one of your emails and dissected it, broke it down. We talked a little bit. A lot of that had to do with older artists, uh, social media. And then one of the questions that was brought up at the end uh, that I just felt needed more time to discuss was he had made the comment, he says, look, I've been doing this for a long time. I've had people in the industry listen to my music, but still no one's done anything. No one's pulled the trigger. Uh, Maybe they've said some nice things about it. Here's the thing. When people feel they can start making money on you uh, after they've invested in you, trust me, they are going to let you know about it. What they're kindly saying is, in my opinion, you're just not there yet. Uh, It doesn't mean that your stuff's not good. It's unfortunately good can't compete anymore. You've got to be great uh, in order to stick out. You've got to be different. It's like someone, you know, telling me, my gosh, Rick, you look great in that shirt. Well, let's say 10 people say it. It doesn't mean they're telling me I should be a model. Just means they're telling me I look great in this shirt, which I do look good in a lot of different shirts. But trust me, I am no model. Uh, What's happening right now in the publishing side? I said we'd go a little bit deeper. In the publishing world, when someone says that they want a publishing deal or they're going to try to get a publishing deal, what they're sta- saying is, is that they're trying to get someone else to pay them to write songs. Now, I am no expert on publishing deals. I have helped artists get publishing deals. I'm very familiar with how they work. I'm going to give you my best rendition of this in a very easy to understand uh, way. If you want to do more research on it, by all means, please do so. You can always go to Google. But there are relatively right now, let's say there's two types of publishing deals. There's a publishing deal for someone who wants to be a staff writer. That means that you work for the publishing company. They usually give you a draw. You have a certain number of songs that you need to turn in every year. And if people are cutting your songs, hopefully they will continue to keep you on. the What's good about being a staff writer is that you're not under the pressure of being an artist. The bad part about being a staff writer is that you're not an artist. And a lot of times 
they'll want their staff writers writing with artists so they can hopefully get a chance to be on this record. So what happens is is that they'll give you a draw. Let's just for easy math, let's just say it's $20,000 a year. And you might be saying to yourself, wow, that's not a lot of money. No, it's not. And that's what a good majority of the draws are, uh, especially here in Nashville, is if you can get, you know, on the high end for a brand new person, you know, sometimes it's in that thirty to $36,000, you know, a couple grand a month situation, but you're not going to make a ton of money on a draw if you haven't proven yourself, if you don't have back catalog, they are the ones taking all the risk. So what's going to happen is, let's say you're going to come together. Let me explain this one. We'll just walk through it. So the staff writer publishing deal, you've been writing songs for a long time. Someone comes to you and says, look, I really like your stuff. I would like you to submit me a Schedule A. What that means is they want to go ahead and have ownership of some of your past catalog, probably the songs that got them excited about you. They want to be able to have songs that they can go out and pitch immediately. They don't want to have to wait for the process of you meeting people, learning how to be a songwriter. So if you've just written a couple songs, you are not ready to be a staff writer. No matter how good you think those two songs are, you are not ready. You don't have enough to offer right now. Uh, Let me also explain this. Streaming is kind of where everything's at right now. For one million streams on Spotify, Apple is going to pay right around uh, five between $5,000 and $7,000. That's for everyone to get paid back. The players, the producers, the master rights owner, the songwriters, the publishers. So what you may end up being offered is a co-pub deal if you're lucky. If not, they're going to take 100% of the publishing until they get paid back because they can't share in your writer's share. So there's so many different things. That's why it's radio songs are the way to go if you're a staff writer because as they run up the charts, the two people that get paid are the publisher and the songwriter. Okay, Those are the people making the majority of the money. That's what it was, I say, in the good old days, for lack of a better term. You know, you get on a George Strait record, you get on, you know, a Carrie Underwood song on the radio, everybody was making money. I'm just talking on the countryside right now. In the pop world, you know, there were this set of writers, you get a Katy Perry cut, you get somebody that goes up the charts, everybody was making money. Well, that's when people were buying the songs, not just streaming the songs. Streaming kind of changed everything, really affected the songwriters. So publishing companies now are being a little uh, more frivolous with their money. They're holding on. I, I think that's the right word. They're holding on. with. They're being frugal. That's it. They're, they're holding on to their money because it takes so long for the money to get paid back. So what most of you need are services of uh, admin companies that can help you collect your royalties if you put it out there on your own, if you try to go out and find independent artists that you want to work with. There's ways to get your songs out there to prove yourself, to build up your catalog. Unfortunately, all of you want the superstars to cut your songs. Well, that means that you're now competing with the best songwriters in the world, and most of you aren't there yet. Not to say you can't be, but you're probably not there yet. If you are, and you're playing your music for industry professionals, they will ultimately hear your music, and they will figure out if this is going to work out or not, or if they want to hear more, or if they want to get you in a room with a better writer, and things like that. So you've got to just write, 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 write. And just because somebody hears a couple songs and says that they're good, 
doesn't mean that they're ready to start investing money in you right now. Also, too, is you should try to hold on to your publishing for as long as you can uh, because that's what you own. You know, that's that's the person who owns the copyright is the one who gets to make the rules and the decisions with it. But being that staff songwriter, you know, it's like you were mentioning in the email that you're an older artist. I'll talk about the artist deal and another one. The staff songwriter, too, by the way, is if you have to turn in 12 full songs, that means 12 songs, whole songs. So a song is divided in the number of parts. If you and I, if there's two of us that write a song, that's a half a song each. So you have to write 24 songs if you write with just one co-writer. If you write in threes, you do the math, but you have to turn in 12 complete songs, whatever number they give you. I'm using 12 as an example. And then let's say a song gets put on hold by an artist. The artist goes in and records it. It takes 40 weeks for it ever to get to the top of the radio charts. That's when people start getting paid, you know, after that. It's like by that time, your next year on your contract has come up and they've got to decide whether they want to keep you. They could be two full years into a draw. They could be, you know, paying for all these demos and you could not even have returned one penny yet and your deal comes up and now they have to decide whether they want to see you or sign you again. It's a tricky tricky game uh it can be very confusing at times but the bottom line is this if you want somebody else to pay you to write music for other artists you better be bringing the goods all right i hope this uh, episode didn't confuse you too much uh i will continue to cover it more actually may even uh do a webinar here uh soon at the time you're hearing this uh if the webinar has passed we'll make sure that we end up putting that link into the show notes if you haven't been to the website yet you can get all past show notes links to the resources that i talk about by simply going to the website rickbarker.com click on the podcast link while you're there you can also grab a free copy of the book and i will see you on the next episode where we will talk about the artist publishing deal completely different animal ciao I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there. <laughs>